This episode is sponsored by Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management, experienced wealth managers who go above and beyond to guide and support you. CanDo is more than just an attitude. It's navigating today for a brighter tomorrow. Visit CanDoWealth.com. Hello and welcome to a special Saturday edition of Coffeehouse Shots. I'm Max Jeffrey, and I'm joined today by Katie Balls and Freddie Gray. Today we're going to be asking, would Starmer get on with Trump? And also more generally, what would a Trump election mean for British politics? Labour are obviously well ahead in the polls in the UK and following the Republican primaries in the last week or so, it looks almost certain that Donald Trump will be the Republican nominee. And if he is, it's quite likely that he could beat Joe Biden. Katie, to start, do you think the pair Starmer and Trump would get on? I wouldn't naturally pair them. If you asked me, you know, which politicians do I think, you know, on speed dating or best for a bromance, you can imagine actually much more European politicians, potentially Macron and Keir Starmer, where they've already tried to make those inroads. And then, of course, also just the fact that Keir Starmer would rather have Joe Biden as president. The Democrats are a sister party to the Labour Party. And I think that given uh, Keir Starmer's talking about how bad culture wars are, mainly now in relation to the National Trust, but is uh, talking about this toxifying of politics and so forth. I think it just is the case that the politics of some of these characters are not ones that he would naturally be disposed to. What's more, if Keir Starmer looked too chummy of Trump, say, uh, probably wouldn't happen in this setting, but, you know, say he Trump tried to hold uh, Keir Starmer's hand going down some steps, as he did with Theresa May, I don't think Labour voters would be very impressed. And I think you, you have a situation where at least the Labour membership is obviously appalled by Donald Trump. You have David Lammy, the Shadow Foreign Secretary, who, of course, led a protest saying Donald Trump should not be allowed to come to the UK for a state visit when he was president the last time. Now David Lammy is going to be the person he has to uh, you know, handle or lead on relations to the White House if he stays in that role. So I think there's lots of obstacles to overcome. But as the polls have uh, changed, as they have done both here in the UK, but also in terms of a Trump return, Labour's now having to seriously think about what they would do because you need to have good relations with America and therefore what would be their route to having that type of relationship with Trump with all those caveats put in there. Freddie, what do you think? Trump in his first term didn't have too much of an issue getting on with other world leaders whose politics were very different to his. Could that be the case with Starmer or are the personalities just too different, do you think? Well, if I can make a quite boring qualification point first, I do think whereas uh, for a long time people have underestimated Trump's chances of uh, winning the White House back, I think there's people in slight danger of overestimating at the moment. I think if you look at what happened in New Hampshire on Monday night, Trump won very easily. But what Nikki Haley is showing is in areas uh, where in New Hampshire where independents and Democrat-leaning people were voting, she really did very well against Trump. So the opposition to Trump is as strong as ever. Uh, His movement is stronger than ever. So it's going to be a very, very close election is what I'm trying to say. So I think let's get that out of the way. But let's assume that Donald Trump uh, is president and Keir Starmer is prime minister, which is a much safer... Get to the fun bit. (laughs) Let's get to the fun bit. I like Keir. I like Keir a lot. Uh, he's a really smart guy. <laughs> I think it'll be similar to his relationship with Theresa May, where they obviously dislike each other, um, but they will say warm words about each other. In public, I think that Starmer and Lammy have both tried to make it clear that they would be uh, willing to work with Trump because they want to show that they are capable of that. At the same time, they are going to have to respond to their electorate and to the sort of 
general disgust that a lot of people have for Trump in Britain, and they're going to have to show that they find him appalling. So it'll be interesting to see how they, they walk that walk. But I think the same would be true of Rishi Sunak, actually. Katie, how are both political parties in the UK hedging their bets on the US election? Um, there have been reports that David Lammy has been in contact with people like Mike Pompeo and also Donald Trump's old deputy national security advisor. What are both sides thinking? I think we saw when even Boris Johnson was prime minister and you had Trump as president that lots of people thought, oh, this is going to be fantastic. They're going to get on so well. And yes, there was a personality clash with Theresa May, but Boris Johnson would be the person who could embrace it. But actually, I think those who worked closely with Boris Johnson in Downing Street just found Donald Trump to be such an unpredictable figure um, that I don't think they thought even the fact that Donald Trump uh, was obviously fond of uh, the country and Boris Johnson, they felt that you know what you got for that didn't come near to making up for the problems you have in terms of having a really unreliable president in the White House in terms of where they stand on various positions, quite erratic, quite hard to predict. And then also a situation where on uh, foreign affairs issues, um, you had to work very hard to get them to the place the UK would want them. And sometimes, of course, the UK would fail in doing that. So I think that even if somehow uh, we have the most miraculous poll transformation of all time for Rishi Sunak, I agree with Freddie that Donald Trump in the White House is effectively a headache for bo- both main parties, whoever is in government. It's just, I think, a bit harder personally for Keir Starmer, given some of his previous comments. And I think one of the risks for uh, Keir Starmer is, and perhaps to David Lammy is, of course, we saw what happened with Donald Trump and Sadiq Khan. Uh, you know, when Donald Trump decided he didn't like a politician, uh, you know, a politician who made fun of him and it directed a lot of attention. And you speak to those around Sadiq Khan and he had to, they said you know, overnight, it just felt like everything had changed in terms of the intensity of having Donald Trump addressing things like you, all these people suddenly paying attention, whether it's press queries or just abuse they've been getting. And therefore you do wonder in the build up to an election campaign, it may be that Donald Trump does not care enough to take too much of an interest, but you can imagine someone resurfacing the Lammy uh, you know, comments, Keir Starmer's comments on Donald Trump are also uh, quite critical from back in. And then would we get Donald Trump one day taking to one of the social media platforms he is allowed on and saying, oh, God, you know, uh, you know, in a Trump, I'm not going to even try and do it. Maybe Freddie can come up with what he would say, um, but throwing a bullet and then and then it becoming a problem in that sense. I think it's probably the risk of labour there. It's very generous of you to suggest that my Trump impression is anything other than awful. <laughs> uh, but it doesn't stop me trying to do it. I think in terms of preparing, as you say, Labour are reaching out to some Republican figures, some people who have worked in the past for Donald Trump. I think that's a fairly normal thing to do. Often it's written and it's a bit like big pat on the back, you know, this and that. but I think it is just a general practice to make sure, maybe Jeremy Corbyn wouldn't have done it, but I think if you have a leader of the main party, they will be speaking to both sides and making sure you have some ways in. I think probably the difficulty on the... Trump side is, and Freddie will know more about this, but it seems that Trump's stable of people he listens to becomes smaller and also changes a lot. So someone who worked with him XX, you know, even two years ago, isn't necessarily going to have that line in now. And I think that that will be one of the challenges. And then I think on the Tory side, you had Rishi Sunak's visit to Washington uh, last year. And quite notably, he didn't meet with Donald Trump. And that's partly because if the prime minister were to meet with the, you know, almost the incumbent, even though they hadn't been selected, it sends a statement. But I think it did uh, raise eyebrows to some that he obviously found time to meet with Mitt Romney. (laughs) 
the failed Republican candidate, but not any time for Trump. And, and they will say, oh, it's diplomatic. It wouldn't have worked to meet him. But you do you do think, uh, just as we're saying, would Keir Starmer personally get on with Donald Trump? I can't really imagine Donald Trump and Rishi Sunak having an absolute laugh. Though they both are teetotal, so they could talk about that. Um, Freddie, how hard, how easy is it for Labour and the Conservatives, for any foreign government to prepare for a second Trump term? Do we know who will be part of his administration? Can they get much contact with them? And do we know what his administration, what they'll be looking to do in the first 100 days or so of their time in office? I think it is quite difficult. It's difficult for civil servants who kind of naturally are allergic to Trump world anyway, and they, uh, you know, find his unusual style, the kind of seemingly chaotic nature of everything very confusing. I think, you know, not that I'm in a position to give anyone advice, but I think the, the best path would be simple realpolitik. This is someone who's well disposed towards Britain, unlike, it seems, Joe Biden. He's a perfectly pro-Brexit. He's uh, pro the monarchy. He feels an affiliation with our country. And, you know, a sensible diplomatic approach would be to try and work with that. Mm. And, of course, the key figure here is uh, Nigel Farage, who is a friend of Donald Trump's, who it'll be very interesting to see if the Tories get, um, you know, annihilated at the next general election, as everybody thinks they probably will. What uh, Nigel Farage might do um, with the Tory party, Mm. given that he may have this ally in Donald Trump, yeah, I think the the, the, the trick is to, for, for both parties is to try and work with them because, you know, America is the most powerful country in the world. It's still our ally, our most important ally, whether it's Donald Trump president or not. And Katie, lastly, if Trump does return to the White House, or even if he doesn't and still performs quite well in the election, what pressure will there be inside the Conservative Party to learn some lessons from the way he campaigns and from the way he's governed? Yes, I think we're already seeing it a bit. So with the efforts this week of the the plotters, the anonymous plotters um, that we will keep hearing from repeatedly, I think, between now and the May local elections, you are seeing, I think, what they all have in common is they might not be able to tell you who they think should take over the party if they get their wish to oust Rishi Sunak. But it certainly feels that they want the Tory party to be on a platform and have a type of messaging which is closer to Donald Trump's and more populist in in its pitch. Whereas I think their criticism of Rishi Sunak is he's a bit managerial. It's a very, it's almost trad conservatism. If you think about the focus now on tax cuts, which lots of them say they want, but I think they want to do it with a radical edge as opposed in the way that um, Rishi Sunak does it and sounds a bit like your accountant. And, And I think that therefore, if Donald Trump keeps doing well, and if Rishi Sunak keeps struggling, I think it will just add to the sense on MPs of the right of the party saying, you know, this shows you where we should be, where we should be, especially too in language and tone and what we should, how we should be taking the fight. Um, so I think it will just probably entrench those views. Thank you, Freddie. Thank you, Katie. And thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed hearing from Freddie on this podcast, then why not listen to his own Americano show? where twice a week he'll be looking at the latest in US politics. He's got a load of great guests talking about the Biden presidency, Trump world and the 2024 campaign. If you want to find it, go on to the Americano channel, wherever you get your podcasts, or you can find it on the Best of Spectator channel as well.